Hello, Sean. How's it going tonight? I am good. The cicadas have quieted. The crickets have grown louder. And it's a good night. Overall. It's a good night. It's a. <laughs> I, I'm just going to start off with this. You're probably too young to remember the Happy Days episode where <laughs> Fonzie and Richie and Ralph Malph and whoever else was there, they were camping. And they were trying to go to sleep. And Fonzie is laying in his a leather jacket and white t-shirt in his sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> the bugs and the animals get louder and louder. Cricket, cricket, cricket. <laughs> get louder and louder and louder. And finally he sits up and he says, hey. And they all shut up and he goes to sleep. <laughs> That's wonderful the fawns moments that's, that's, that's right the fawns hey <laughs> oh come on so uh, uh so oh, I, i'm i forgetting the actor's name played the fawns arthur fonzarelli was played by oh i have just totally he's one I, of the best actors ever he's um, amazing he's in everything good it's i'm on it all right. Um, while we do that, this is Popcorn and Playlists, and we are a chat show about, I wrote happy chat, happy days, <laughs> Henry Winkler. Whew. Henry Winkler, thank you. He did a great <laughs> job as Scrooge in a in a Christmas tale, a Christmas Carol. Anyway, so Popcorn and Playlists, what we talk about is movies and songs. And this week, we had a couple of... Uh, legends die uh jimmy buffett and the guy who was in smash mouth he's a legend my um, internet's not loading anything right now i can't <laughs> but i i am particularly sad about jimmy buffett so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about you know my job is to talk about movies and i want to talk about movies on islands Okay. If re, if you remember any of these movies that are featured uh, because of uh, are famous because of their islands, we'll start off with Doctor No, James Bond fan, J James Bond film filmed on the island of Jamaica. Um, Fifty first dates, Adam Sandler and yeah, yeah, Drew Barrymore. Um, there, that was filmed in Hawaii. Nice. One of the worst movies of all time, The Blue Lagoon. Christopher Atkins and Brooke Shields was shot in Fiji. Fiji? Yeah. Do you, do you know anything about that movie? I know that they were both way too young to be in that movie. Yes. And they were shipwrecked. Ah. And they were the only survivors. And it was very, very sad. Um, of course, Castaway. Uh, it was shot in on Monica. Monoriki, part of the Mamanuka archipelago. That is the most difficult <laughs> word in the world. Yes, Isthmus and archipelago. Are... <laughs> yes, it was there. Um, <laughs> of course, uh, Elvis did a Hawaiian one. That's a movie. Uh, let's see. Was the Brady Bunch hawaii episode or movie oh. i don't remember which one was that one actually shot in hawaii this it is what... was it was it the one where 
they encounter Vincent Price in a uh, ancient Hawaiian burial tomb, and he wants to kill everybody or something, capture everybody. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. In that same vein was Club Dread. Not necessarily Vincent Price, but a, a murder movie on an island. <laughs> it did not feature a tarantula crawling up um, Greg's <laughs> shoulder. Uh, I believe that was shot um, near a beach. Georgia <laughs> 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 golf Jungle. course in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws, Lord of the Flies. Uh, let's see. Game Pearl Game. Harbor, of course. Six days and seven nights. Ooh, rough one. Rough one. The <laughs> beach. Um, and oh. the the most famous island in the in cinematic history. So many, so many movies were shot at this island. Alcatraz. Ah, <laughs> the most famous island in Ho- in Hollywood. That's, they do call it the Margaritaville of prison islands. So. <laughs> they do. They do. Um, <laughs> at least we do. Here on Popcorn and Playlist. <laughs> at gmail.com. We, uh, we do. <laughs> I, uh, I think that there's a lot to be said about shooting movies in Hawaii and Fiji and, and Archipelago. <laughs> It's definitely better than shooting the Hawaii movies in Georgia and then making it try to trying to make it look like. Yes. Hawaii. Yes. Like like uh, using that digital technology to add a beach. in right. a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there was another one on the beach. It was a uh, Australian movie about the last city in the world that survived the nuclear holocaust. Ooh. Very, very good movie, just by the way. At the beach. On the beach. On the beach. I'm sorry. At the beach was a tanning salon. The, at the beach. My uh, my current co-worker, uh, co-off, my office mate, she worked at, at the beach, on the, whatever, the tanning salon place. At the beach. And she said, she said she drove up to the parking lot one morning and sat and drank her Starbucks and then looked up at the store couldn't go in, called her boss and said, I'm never coming back. <laughs> he was the only one in the store that day. <laughs> Which maybe we'll have a podcast on how we quit jobs. <laughs> All these days. It would be, you know, well, it wouldn't even be a mini series. <laughs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it'd be like four sentences long. Let's just do it now. I quit a job once calling in saying I feel too good to work there. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, anyway, so those are the movies. Uh, <laughs> and, and what is the Smash Mouth guy's name? <laughs> um, Steve Harwell. It was the original lead singer of Smash Mouth since the, the band formed back in 1994. Steve little bit of a biography here um, started as a rapper and then got with a, a friend of his who was working with some punk bands and managing his manager was his friend um, introduced a whole bunch of them together and they created smash mouth and they started as a mid 90s 
alt pop punk group ish oh. and became all stars all stars yes <laughs> hey now hey now um <laughs> he's very good he's a very yes. talented very talented person and so the the band smash mouth between 1995 and 2006 was absolutely everywhere if yeah. you if you went to a movie designed for the 8 to 22 year old crowd smash mouth was on that soundtrack they were and probably a video of smash mouth was in the movie yes performing yes. somewhere <laughs> we're seeing that rat one race notably rat race rat, that's exactly <laughs> the one that immediately think i think of when i think of smash mouth so and that's you know, we we like to poke at this but to be so talented that you have such broad appeal to be inoffensive to every group but still attractive to every group yeah. these were very talented musicians very they talented musicians found a formula they made it work they covered a lot of uh, songs from the 60s and 70s uh -huh. which were the songs that the parents of the children watching truck right. or rat race <laughs> would have been into yeah so it yeah, and it's i think what you got to give them credit because they they did ride that fine line yeah longer than probably any other group because there's there's a lot of groups that that come out and they say you know we're good for everybody and that's really neat and then they go hardcore whatever way they want to go right and they turn people off and they're going this isn't the same group you know, <laughs> kind of stuff so in so, smash mouth hit it real big with their first single walking on the sun and i remember owning that album yes. uh, fush you mang um <laughs> which is a weird weird name for <laughs> bands um and i was looking up all the this soundtracks that this band appeared on and i found a vice article from 2013 where they note that in the movie Can't Hardly Wait, the song um, Walking on the Sun appears on that Can't Hardly Wait soundtrack. And in the movie, they play it twice. Wow. They... <laughs> That's unheard of. Isn't that weird? I mean, this was such a, a bop at the time. The song slapped in 1995, and they're like, play it twice. The kids will never know. Right. And, uh, Right. They twice in a movie. Um, they pretty much did the entirety for the Zoom soundtrack. Um, Zoom starred Tim Allen as a washed up superhero who had to train a new class of superheroes. My children loved this movie. Just <laughs> went ape for it. Absolute garbage movie. <laughs> but i'm not the target audience and smash mouth did many many songs on it um it's uh what else do we have the the shrek the mystery men the mystery uh, men now there's a classic yes and i think it probably was more or very vastly improved by the soundtrack 
all-star needed to be on that stupid soundtrack yeah, <laughs> it really did because you know you got you got a lot of talent in there uh ben what's his name and stiller the, the shoveler <laughs> william concept, h macy <laughs> william h macy yes the concept is absolutely fantastic it's wonderful it's uh-huh. huge so whoever dreamt that was um probably coming down off of something it's almost guaranteed it did start as a comic book Um, yes yes and whoever decided hey let's make it wait a minute what's that smash mouth to it (laughs) brilliant (laughs) yeah the the music video for for all-star features uh, cast members of mystery men so it was designed for that and then shrek got a hold of it and that's that's really i think where where things went kind of off the rails for them um um, let's see they were on inspector gadget the one with matthew broderick so matthew broderick was not only in godzilla in 1999 but also inspector gadget inspector gadget i liked inspector gadget better I couldn't tell you if I ever watched the Matthew Broderick Inspector Gadget. It was cute. It was very cute. He was very cartoony. <laughs> perfect. He was perfect. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. As as Inspector Gadget. <laughs> um, what else do we have? I mean, it's so many big movies um big fat liar jungle book 2 clock stoppers all kids movies so the ice kids at the time lived and breathed smash mouth and that was again because they could appeal to the parents they could appeal to the kids they would make sure you know grandma didn't fall asleep during the movie That's, right right and so, it wasn't uh it wasn't like raffi where it was just <laughs> <the> kids <laughs> I would, if if we could go back in time and say, do Baby Beluga to Smash Mouth. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> w- way back in time, there there was, you know, near near the end of his run with the bands, it got a little um, anti-vax, which is uh, odd. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that's yeah, remember so. But overall, I mean the the marketability of this band they, is they were credit to them. They never did anything to hurt it. Right, right. They were they were managed well, is my guess. So you have bands like Nickelback who were a commercial band. Yeah. They were there to put out songs that would appeal to as many people as possible and the public destroyed them yeah but smash mouth that if you're appearing on soundtracks you're a commercial band but they did it so well (laughs) i think they they held their own too because it was uh because they balanced nickelback didn't balance right right they were like yeah we're so cool we're so cool (laughs) <laughs> they just weren't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, uh, no offense meant to Nickelback. Yeah. Or whatever. 
but yeah, so so sadly he passed away. What did he pass away from? What what ended him? Uh, he died of liver failure, according oh, yeah. to the internet. So um, rough That's... rough life for for Steve Harwell in the the it's you you and i with our particular medical backgrounds have a a different relationship with mortality than i think a lot of people can um right i can make jokes like hey at least i don't have to save for retirement (laughs) right that's it's tough to do a remembrance thing without incredibly dark humor involved yeah yeah so um we won't (laughs) (laughs) it really is there's so much to to think about for immortality it's just um and then you which is a good segue to the jimmy buffett story Mm -hmm. carcinoma a an mm. aggressive carcinoma is what killed him. Mm. Metastasized archipelago, right on the isthmus. <laughs> lymphoma. Yeah. So it went from his skin into his blood. Um, reports say that he celebrated life to the end. Nice. I want to emulate that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to. Um, I want to encourage everybody to emulate that. Celebrate life to the end. Um, and celebrate. Don't just say, hey, it's good to be alive. I'm sitting on a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> but enjoy time. Yeah. Um, finally, it cooled down enough outside where I can sit in the backyard. Oh, good. <laughs> just enjoy the backyard that we've worked so hard to make zen um and that's celebrating life i think jimmy buffett taught uh, through jimmy buffett i learned a billion things nice um to hate nukes yeah because the first times i saw him he was uh playing a no nukes thing at the denver capitol that's Um, hardcore (laughs) that is pretty hardcore um and then uh he just you know enjoy your children, enjoy your life, enjoy, enjoy everything. Um, and share and just be a good person there. Yeah. I guess he, uh, donated two uh, uh, antique planes, whatever rare planes wow. to a aviation museum anonymously. <laughs> and they, they only found out after he passed away from his kids that that's who gave it to him. Um, the the music that he writes uh, he wrote was amazing. He he wanted to be a country singer. They didn't like him in Nashville, so he made his own genre. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> That's be true to oneself. That's Hug right. your people. Celebrate right. life. And he also died with a estimated value of a billion dollars. So you know. The, the, I know his Margaritaville branded blenders are super expensive, but popular too. They're wow. sixty dollars. Yeah, oh, that's... 
was, it was just very affordable, but a lot of people bought them. For, <laughs> I bought one. <laughs> I don't drink, and I bought one. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> because they make the best ices I've ever had. <laughs> $60 IC machine, huh? All right. All right. Just going to write a little it. note here, Ski. <laughs> Right. I, I I also learned from Jimmy Buffett um, that I went to one of his concerts um, and a friend of mine from my work uh, took us and she was a parrot head to the end and mm -hmm. she was amazing um, and she had the best she had a great outlook on life it wasn't the best but it was a great outlook on life that was very Jimmy Buffett oriented Gosh. You know, L. Ron Hubbard started a religion. Jimmy Buffett could have. <laughs> Just a way of With less evil intent. <laughs> right, right. And <laughs> 747s dropping dead things into volcanoes. Anyway, um, <laughs> so this lady took us to a uh, uh, Jimmy Buffett concert. And um, she brought in some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> As one does for a concert. Yes, yes, which is an expectation of a Jimmy Buffett concert, at least. <laughs> brought in these cookies. And I said, wow, those look good. And she says, you don't want one. <laughs> I did not have one, but I had to hold her hand to make her walk straight, getting back to her car, where somebody else drove home. <laughs> She uh, ended up passing away uh, about a year later, year and a half later, from an illness that um, she knew she had, mm. but she celebrated life. And I thought, that's that's perfect. <laughs> it's just a great thing. So two two fantastic artists passed, and uh, makes you think about music and movies. <laughs> popcorn and playlists at gmail.com <laughs> i was waiting for something profound so, so. i'm sorry i just uh don't it's all good it. it's all good <laughs> the only thing i have profound to, to say tonight is that when your toddler asks you why all the time that's when you ultimately figure out what you know and don't know <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for this week. Um, <laughs> Bring back crying. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>